confused about Shiraz and Syrah and if they're the same, if they're different, what you can expect in the glass. If you have, you're not alone. And by the end of this episode, you're going to understand the profile of each Syrah and Shiraz famous wines of each styles, and some food pairing and shopping tips for each one. So if this has been a question you've been searching for an answer, I got you covered in today's episode. So if you're ready, let's get started and dive right into Shiraz and Syrah. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaronoser, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional Somalia for almost 20 years now, and it is my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning that I don't want you just comfortable buying wines for fancy events and special occasions, but I want you to feel comfortable buying wines for those everyday meals when you're making memories with family and friends. So let's dive right into today's topic, Shiraz versus Syrah. And the first thing I want to clear up is, are they the same grape? This is a question I get asked a lot. And the answer is yes, genetically, they are the same grape. And it wasn't until the early 1980s that we were able to use science to genetically map them and prove that they were the same grape. Now, as we go through this episode, we're going to talk about how the profiles of both Syrah and Shiraz are very different of what you experience in the glass, but from a genetic makeup, these are the same grape. Now, where did it come from? You may have heard some stories that Shiraz is coming from the Middle East, from the Iranian mountains, and definitely Shiraz as a name is, many people feel that it is named after Shiraz as a place in Iran, but the grape itself of what it is made up from comes from the Southern Mountains mountains in France. And when we genetically look at it, we know that Pinot Noir is its great-great-grandfather, basically. It is the base of its genetic makeup. But the two grapes that nature brought together to create Syrah and Shiraz are Mondouze Blanc, Dreza. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put the spelling of these grape varieties up on the screen so you can see them. Now, these are not grape varieties that you will see as a single variety or you're able to purchase. They're unique to the southern part of France and the mountain areas. But this is the genetic makeup of these two grapes coming together from a Pinot Noir sort of line heritage came together to create the grapes that we now know as Syrah and Shiraz. So they are 100% the same grape but the profiles are very different. So let's dive in and let's start with Syrah first. So the first thing to know about Syrah and Shiraz, as I make an overarching statement, is that they are both very impacted by the environment in which they grow. And so most of the differences that we're gonna be talking about of how the experience for you enjoying them in a glass is unique and different between the two of them comes from the environment in which they grow. So when we talk about Syrah, its home base is in the Northern Rhone area of France. So in the Northern Rhone, we're going to make single variety wine styles from Syrah. We also grow it in the South of France in the Southern Rhone area, and here we're going to use it as a blend. So you'll probably know the wine Chardonnay de Pape, for example, or Cote de Rhone. When you see Cote de Rhone and Chardonnay de Pape, Syrah is going to be in the blend, and we use it in a blend called the Holy Trinity, predominantly in the Southern Rhone, and that's going to be a mix of Syrah, Grenache, and Mouved. So in the high heat and different weather climate in the Southern Rhone, we do the blend. Today, I'm going to talk specifically about the Northern Rhone as we make it as a single variety. So here in the Northern Rhone, we have a continental climate. 
What does that mean? It means we have four seasons for four very distinct seasons. You're gonna have a cool winter, a fall, a summer, and spring with the heat coming up into the summer. So we have four distinct seasons in a continental climate. We also have there we have a river that winds through, obviously the Rhone River that comes through here. We have steep slopes, and so we have lots of impacts of wind, cool climates, and when we grow Syrah in the Northern Rhone, we get a more masculine wine style, we will say. Now this is a wine style, in the wine world you may hear the terms masculine and feminine. And what this means is masculine are generally more strength, deeper flavors, we have more floral, more elegance coming out of more feminine styles. You'll hear this word back and forth, it's really just about an example of expression in the glass. And wines can change as they evolve, so as a side note, a wine may start as a masculine wine style, but as it ages and softens can take on more feminine attributes. So it carries the gamut in regards to its expression in the glass. But Syrah, when we grow it in the Northern Rhone, you're going to have cooler climates and therefore we're going to have higher acidity. Remember, if you've been listening to me for a bit, we would have talked about wines and sunnier climates. And when we have sun and heat, we get higher sugars in the grapes. And when we get higher sugars, we'll get higher alcohols, but we're also going to get more riper fruit flavors. So in the Northern Rhone, when you have 100% Syrah, coming from this area, what you can expect in the glass is a wine that's filled with darker, deeper flavors such as black currants, black berries, dark plums. So you're going to have fruit flavors for sure, but they are going to be on the darker side. It's not uncommon for people when enjoying wines from the Northern Rhone to experience flavors of salami or dried meat black pepper and some mint. So you're going to have these layered flavors, not just fruit flavors, but other layered flavors that come through and higher acidity and tannin. Some people will equate the mouthfeel to a Barolo if you've had a Barolo in that the tannin is going to be prominent in your mouth, but you also have this acidity. So it's a very beautiful wine. It needs some food. So drinking Syrah on its own, generally you're going to want a little bit of protein, whether it's cheese or meat, or beautiful stew, something like that that goes together because you do have this herbaceous flavor that will come through, but this meatiness that comes through in the wine, dark fruit flavors, those dark plums, and it is stunning. Now, what are you looking for when you're shopping? When you are looking for Syrah from the Northern Rhone, if you want to try a classic style, one of our most famous wine styles from this area is called Hermitage, and if you're shopping, you may see this even behind glass because they're very collectible wine styles, but it's generally going to be a bit on the higher budget side of things. This is a single variety for Syrah. Hermitage is named after a chapel on the hill where a hermit sat and gave his life to God, and so it's a very small vineyard plot. It's not a very big space, but the grapes come from specific in that delimited space. We also have a wine called Crow's Hermitage, which is on the same hill, but bigger vineyard space. So it's a great wine to try if you're looking to try a single variety for Syrah from the Northern Rhone. The other commune and one of my favorites is from the same area in their Northern Rhone, but a commune or a town area, if you will, called Saint Joseph. So on the label, you're going to see Saint Joseph. And when you see it, by law, it needs to be 100% Syrah. So the entire Northern Rhone, if you pull up a map and look at the different wines of that area, the red grape of the Northern Rhone is 100% going to be Syrah. 
So when you're shopping and you see Syrah on a label from anywhere in the world, and that could be Chile, New Zealand, California, the United States, Washington, so Walla Walla specifically, you'll see some beautiful styles coming out of it here in Canada in our British Columbia Valley. So we are going to have Syrah style wine styles coming from around the world and what the winemaker is telling you when they put Syrah on the label is they're telling you that it's been made in the Northern Rhone style of this grape variety. It's been made in a more continental so four distinct season climate and that's going to give us deeper darker, more masculine flavors in the glass. They can definitely be aged, elegant, beautiful wine. Definitely it is a wine for cheese and meat. A lot of people will have it with game meat, so venison or elk. You can definitely do lamb here as well. So beautiful wine styles, but when you look at Syrah on the label, you're looking at more of those not sweeter, but dark fruit flavors coming through in the glass with a bit of spice and a little bit of meat in the background as well. So that's the personality of what you can expect when you have a wine labeled as Syrah or when you have a wine coming from the Northern Rhone. Now let's move on to Shiraz. Many of you will know Shiraz from buying wines from the Australian section in the wine store. And let's talk about first, how did the Syrah grape from France end up in Australia? And the credit goes to a Scotsman by the name of James Busby. And we actually give him the designation of the grandfather of the Australian wine industry in that in the early 1830s, he basically brought a suitcase, if you will, of vine cuttings from Europe to Australia. And from here, our Australian wine industry blossomed. It's important to note that Australia has no indigenous grape varieties. So there weren't any grape varieties in Australia until James Busby brought them in. In the early 1830s, it took until about the 1860s for Shiraz to really have a place mark as one of Australia's key grape varieties. But when we grow the Syrah grape from France, in Australia, which is a much warmer climate, more sun, more intense heat, we get a very different profile in the glass. So when you see Shiraz on the label, what you're going to experience in the glass is more ripe fruit. Again, we have higher amounts of sun and heat in Australia, and here you're going to get those flavors of blackberries, blueberries, plums, smoke, here we're going to get bacon instead of dried meat. So you can see some changes going on here, but it's a much more plush, velvet-like, fuller-bodied mouthfeel as well. You'll have lesser acid and smoother tannins, some people will say. And I say this hesitantly in that we have some Shiraz wines that are going to need to age for a while before you enjoy them. And when you have the first sip of those wines, the tannins may feel a little clunky, if you will, or a little chewy in your mouth. But generally, when you see Shiraz on the label, what you can experience the wine is a more fruit flavor, full-bodied, plush, velvet-like, rich red wine with those strong fruit flavors coming through with a backbone of smoke and bacon and peppers and some spices and that mint comes through as well. Now, some people will say it's more eucalyptus than mint and that's going to depend a little bit on you and if you have a reference point in your aroma library and your memory of eucalyptus versus mint. You'll find eucalyptus and mint sort of go back and forth with people and their wine notes in that it really depends on you and the reference point that you have. So let's talk about some of the most famous Shiraz styles. So one of our most famous Shiraz styles 
sales coming out of Australia is a wine known as Penfold's Grange. And you may have seen this again. Generally, this is a wine up behind glass. This is a very special wine. It can potentially age indefinitely. And it was made by a famous winemaker that I highly recommend you look up if you're interested. It's super wine geeky, but he's truly somebody to look into. And he began making Grange in the early 1950s. And when he first sampled it to people, they thought it was too rich. It was too big. They actually equated it to a red vintage port in the glass. They felt it was almost undrinkable. It was too much, too overpowering, and told him, so Penfolds at the time, told him to stop making it. And luckily he had a mind of his own in that he continued to make the wine in secret and unveiled the wine years later again. And this is a wine that needs time down before it can be enjoyed at its best. And then potentially you're looking at a wine that can age between 20 to 60 to 80 years potentially. And it is Penfolds Grange is one of our most collectible New World wine styles on the planet. And if you're interested in doing some wine geek research, definitely look up Max Schubert and Penfolds Grange. There's some wonderful books written about it as well. So when we see Shiraz on a label anywhere in the world, so you may see Shiraz coming from other warm climates around the world, but Shiraz is a clue of the profile you're going to find in the glass. So where when you see Syrah, the winemaker is telling you that this is a cooler climate, style of wine, you're going to have more of those dense, darker flavors, more masculine. When you see Shiraz on the label, the winemaker is sharing with you that this is going to be more plush, more full-bodied, more velvet-like on the palate, and riper, richer red and black fruit flavors. So very different profiles in regards to same grape, but when we grow it in different areas, we get two very different profiles. Now a question I'll get asked is, which one is better? And my answer is always going to be, they both are, and you need them both. Both are very different of how we pair them and what to enjoy with them. So classic pairing for Shiraz is going to be bacon and brunch dishes and all of that deliciousness that goes with it. A hamburger, and if you're doing it in classic Australian style, you're going to have bacon and pickled beets on top of it and an egg, and it's just delicious, and a Shiraz is perfect here. Anything grilled, Shiraz is going to be a wonderful choice, but because of the fruit flavors. You can also do dark chocolate desserts as well. So Shiraz, think more black forest cake almost in that you're going to have that cherries and the blackberries and all of that coming together. And it can be rich and full-bodied. Now, if you are having Syrah, again, this is more elegant in that it is strong and masculine in strength of flavor, but they're not as flamboyant, if you will. They're not as in your face with the fruit flavors. They are going to be more subtle. And here you're going to have more blackberries, some plums, blueberries, darker fruit flavors again, but more, not as much sweetness to them. So, and you're going to have the pepper, the mint, and that salami flavor that can come through as well and higher acid perception and tannins. When we look at Shiraz, it's really going to be more about the mouthfeel and the fruit flavors. The acidity is there. It is balanced, but it's not as noticeable. You're not going to notice your mouth watering as much. You're going to feel the tannins and the fruit experience. But when we have Syrah, you may notice your mouth water a little bit and it almost, like I said, has a, a Nebbiolo or a Barolo feel to it sometimes. 
Both wine styles can be ageable. We do blends with each. So in the Southern Rhone in France, you're doing that Holy Trinity blend, the Syrah Grenache Muved. In Australia, we blend Shiraz with Cabernet, with Merlot. So we do these beautiful blends as well, but definitely more plush styles coming out of the blends when we make it with Shiraz. So that's the breakdown of the two different styles coming from the same grape. And the difference that gets us there is the climate. So the environment that it grows in changes how the expression in the glass comes through. So more cooler continental, we're going to get the Syrah style. And when you see it on the label, the winemaker's telling you that's the style you're going to get. When we grow it in a warmer, more sun-focused heat area, that's where we're getting the Shiraz profile of more of those plush velvet fruit flavors coming through. So I hope that I've been able to answer some questions for you today about the difference between Shiraz and Syrah, but the first thing to know is that they are the same grape, but really it's the influence of the climate and the growing conditions that come together. Now in the show notes for today's episode, I've made a list of the classic wines that I have mentioned in this episode. So if you are shopping and you wanna take a look for them, they're gonna be easy to find. And that's both going to be on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform. So you're gonna be able to find that list in the notes there. Now, if you have done your palate personality, the snappy and sassy personality is going to be more of the Syrah based wine styles where Fabulously Fruity is going to be our Shiraz and obviously Vivaciously Versatile, our third palate personality is going to be in the middle. Now, if you haven't had a chance to discover yours, the link is in the show notes below to easily take you to the quiz or you can visit winegirlacademy.com and take the short fun quiz and discover your palate personality and wines that you're going to enjoy. As always, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope that I've been able to answer questions for you in regards to the difference between Shiraz and Syrah and you've learned something new. Please like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. They come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers, everybody. Bye now. Slow down.